episode seven of Empower Central, the podcast for parents, teachers, and youth workers. I'm your host, Kristen Perona. Here we explore topics that will empower you as you guide and impact the next generation. Today we have Marcella Casco Lee, a teacher here at Central. Marcella, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. And share with our listeners what role you play here at Central Christian School in St. Louis. Well, I am the Spanish teacher for our school, and then I also um, I'm in charge of international admissions. We actually are not talking about a second language or Spanish or international students today. We're talking about something else that you're very passionate about, and that is intrinsic motivation. I'm so intrigued. Um, describe for us, Marcella, what exactly is intrinsic motivation? Basically, an intrinsically motivated person is a person who loves learning for the sake of learning. This is something that I was first introduced to when I got my Montessori certification. It might be easier to paint a picture of what it is not and what it looks like when a person is not intrinsically motivated. Okay, let's Um, go that direction then. You see this very... um, very clearly when you have a child who asks you what do I get if I do x y or z they'll often say will I get a sticker if I line up or did you see how well I lined up so a person who is not intrinsically motivated particularly as we talk about a child is a child who is constantly looking for external validation for the things that they do why are you passionate about this i am passionate about it for several reasons one is because when a person loses their internal motivation something that we are naturally born with children are born curious they want to learn and as they get exposed to adults that fades away Um, and when a person loses that they become more unhappy, they become codependent, and they grow up to be unfulfilled adults who are constantly looking outside for their self-esteem, for their their well-being. They're just not as healthy. So I am passionate about it because I would like the students that I see and my children to be as healthy as they could possibly be emotionally. And we're talking about the education of the whole child. This is something that we are not just talking about intrinsic motivation for behavior, but also for their health as adults. Yes, so we all love our children, of course. We're listening to this because we love our children and we want to be the best parents or teachers we possibly can be. Yet we often do a lot of things that undermine the very goal that we have in mind for our children. We say we want our children to be critical thinkers, but rather than helping them think critically, we often pass judgment on their work and we tell them exactly how or what they should think about the work they've created. So give an example of that. This is very, very classical in the classroom. You will see a child draw a picture and they will come up to you and say, what do you think about my picture? And they are so eagerly waiting and looking at you in the eye, hoping you'll say it's beautiful. We don't want to crush their feelings and say, oh, that's a terrible picture. That's not what we'd say. Um, But what we do want is for that child to become a critical thinker and look at their work and ask themselves questions about it. So rather than saying, oh, you did a good job, we could say things like, 
Tell me why you drew a mountain. Do you like mountains? How do you feel about your picture? That you put a lot of work into that picture. Um, So rather than us telling them how they should feel about it, uh, we should ask questions about how they feel about it. You know, it's fascinating because this reminds me of episode three in which we hosted our gifted education specialist, Vicki Hauser. She was talking about the benefits of doing STEM activities at home or in your classroom and the relational benefits, the benefits of fostering critical thinking, and this really does go along those lines. So here we are talking about intrinsic motivation and how we as adults interact with children, but it is actually impacting their ability to be healthy adults, to be critical thinkers, to be lifelong learners. What is it exactly that we can do to foster lifelong learners? There are several things you can do. One, you will find this actually in an article in Child Development Psychology Today. It was a group of scientists from Northwestern University who conducted a study on this. They gave different groups of children pegboards to work on, and then they offered stickers to a group. Um, To a second group, they offered just facts about an animal once they were done with their pegboard. And to a third group, they offered very interesting facts about an animal. What they found was that over time, the group that was offered a sticker was less likely to continue working on pegs once they were left alone. But the group that was offered very interesting facts willingly continued working. So... Mm. One great thing you can do to foster uh, curiosity in a child is educate yourself. Children love to learn. They love to ask questions. So if you're really interested in your child maybe playing the violin, tell them about the first violin ever created. Okay. Where did that come from? They are more likely to pick it up because now they know something about it. Now they care about it. They are more likely to learn to love it than if you offer them ice cream afterwards. They will play the violin if you offer them ice cream afterwards. Probably, more than likely, children love ice cream. We all love ice cream. Right. I will play the violin (laughs) if you offer me ice cream, but I will not learn to love to play the violin. So we're giving knowledge to kids, teaching them about something, piquing their curiosity so that they will want to know more and then eventually want to do something on their own. On their own. They will get to know themselves. They'll learn the things that they are curious about. They will understand that the world is much more intricate and that there's always more to know. Always. Always more to know. That's the key. So if you are a lifelong learner, it is very likely that your child will also be a lifelong learner. Marcella, I know that some of the listeners are sitting in tension because I kind of am myself. I think of the way that we naturally want to affirm, how we want to foster confidence. We want to foster self-esteem and self-respect. So what what would you say to that person listening today? Of course, we want our children to have healthy self-esteem. Children are really good at spotting empty praise. So that's um, the key here. And they're very smart. And if they realize that my mom will say good job when I do the bare minimum, I'm going to continue doing the bare minimum because now I'm too afraid to do more and fail and not get that good job. So part of it is 
teaching your children to be okay with not always succeeding at everything, but continuing to try. Maybe I'm not fantastic at math, but I'm going to continue trying. So what do we do, Marcella? What do we do if we have already given verbal rewards? Where do we go from here? It's hard. Change is always uncomfortable at first. I would say educate yourself. Certainly don't take my word for it. There are many experts in the field who um, can give you lots of great tips. If you see this and you know, oh, I think I'm hurting my child when I do this, just stop. Mm -hmm. Say, I'm no longer going to do that. You know, depending on um, the age of your child, you can certainly talk to them about it and certainly explain why you're no longer doing things a certain way because you're changing the game on them as well. Yes. If they are used to getting $20 every time they come home with an A, they're going to protest. Yes. Um, but you can, you know, depending on their age, give a quickly a quick explanation on it and then talk about what you're going to do now for their well-being. Um, educate yourself. There are tons of books out there, and I'm sure we'll include them. Um, Afi Khan writes great books, and he shows all the research and the studies on these. Unconditional Parenting by him is a great book. It is certainly convicting. <laughs> it sounds convicting it just in so the title convicting. alone. Unconditional Parenting and Punished by Rewards are great books to read. The Danish Way of Parenting is actually just a really interesting read. This came about because over the years, time and time again, um, Danish people come out as the happiest people on the planet. Interesting. And it has been shown to be directly related to the way that they parent. Okay. Um, so it's just a really interesting read. Of course, you read all these things through the lens of the Bible and the Absolutely. Holy Spirit. Um, Maria Montessori actually has great information just about child development. Um, the absor absorbent mind will tell you a lot about children. It will give you a huge respect for children. Mm. She was really great at respecting children where they were. Um, so it will give you a whole new perspective on a child. When you have only lived in one country or been immersed in one culture, you begin to see that culture as, as regular. Right. And it's so good for us to step outside of that and to take in another perspective, like across the globe. Oh my goodness, people are actually doing things differently. What do I have to learn mm -hmm. from them? Right. So I appreciate that very much. And just the, the ability to forgive yourself, to educate yourself, to open your eyes to something and then to forgive yourself and to not just sit in regret and to move forward in your parenting. Marcella, you've given us so much to think about. We've defined intrinsic motivation. We've talked about the benefits, the academic and social benefits. We've talked about alternatives to say so that we are not fostering this codependency on our approval as the adult in a child's life. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners today? Well, so much of what we do as parents, so many of the decisions we make are based on fear. We are all just doing the best we can. Mm -hmm. The Lord is gracious. He loves us unconditionally. And mm -hmm. certainly because he loves us that way, we can love our children that way mm -hmm. and ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. when we don't. Mm -hmm. 
my father-in-law who recently passed away left his family the greatest legacy of honesty I've ever seen. Um, he used to tell his children that his prayer for them was that they would come to know the Lord not because of him, but in spite of him. Hmm. And I think that's been the hugest blessing on our family. Marcella, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for helping our listeners wrestle with some new concepts for some. And um, our hope, listeners, is that you will be empowered as you guide and raise your kids, your students, the children in your life. Thank you, Marcella. Thank you.